Alright, it's the time uh, of the evening at exactly 26 minutes to 7 o'clock right here on your best mix of music 9.4 Kaplan FM. Good evening, how are you doing? Uh, today, Thursday, uh, I think the second Thursday of uh, the year, but nonetheless, yeah, good things happen. It's a legal insider. Uh, we're back again every Thursday. We're here and uh, yeah, that's exactly what uh, we do every Thursday. All matters legal. Of course, in studio, I've got uh, one Mutuku Mutua, my brother. How are you, sir? Amazing, amazing. I can, I can see, I can see. Yeah. If you're just listening, uh, Nick Ndead actually uh, stuck somewhere. Uh, not actually stuck, that's what he told me. Yeah. He's actually stuck in Malindi. The, the beauty of having money. I'm telling you, <laughs> Bana Mutuku, I, yeah. we need to do something about these careers of ours. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, if you're listening, Mutuku Mutua has been with us at least twice and he talked about climate change things that really baffled us and of course um, uh, today he's back of course sitting in for one Nick Ndeda who uh, is still around he's still with us just caught up with a few things here and there Mutuku on and off on and then of course he'll be joining us Mutuku welcome to the show Asante Sana how was your day how, how was how did you spend the year, uh, the beginning of the year um, I'm on Mazaku. First of all, this is the point. Uh, at all point, you stop saying Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually, we stopped. Yeah, we stopped. Yeah, we stopped. And but Christmas, Happy New Year still. Yeah, Happy New Year. Yes, sir. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I had good time. I went. Uh, I went to Masaku. Uh-huh. Um, I saw my older fox. Okay. Uh, had Dambuzi there here and there. Ah. Enjoyed, and then I came back. I did a few fireworks here and there, <laughs> and uh, I, I I did a drink or two here. Uh-huh. And uh, we, we also had a good time at, uh, at some other place, which we're going to talk uh, later on as we introduce our our guest for today. Yes, yeah, it was it was an awesome um, awesome festivities, mm-hmm. and I mean uh, January has started. I'm very optimistic about the year. Absolutely, it's 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 one of those years where I rarely set new year resolutions. But uh, who does that anymore? I, I have no idea. Yeah. There's so many people who do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just for the papers. Yeah, I mean for people just to have something to talk about. Conversation. You, you don't. You don't. No, 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 no. Really? Because I worked over the fe- the festive season, so for me it's just a continuation of what I am doing right now. But there are so many things that I discovered. You're you're quite indifferent. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> this is international radio, man. <laughs> Should I out you? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Anyway, um, yes, uh, of course, today we have a guest. And uh, Mutua, I'd like you to introduce our guest. Uh, tell us who he is. Uh, how much money he has. Uh, you know, I know Nikineda is an entrepreneur. He's all these things that we say, but yeah. who's our guest? Yeah. So, so um, when uh, when the call came to stand in for one Nick Ndeda, mm-hmm. I just sat down and thought, what would Nick do? Mm-hmm. I mean, Nick would want to have a fun show, absolutely, right? Yeah, they'd want someone who um, is looking at a legal practice in uh, mm-hmm. in a certain dimension. Mm-hmm. And I thought, mm, who is this person? So there's no point of uh, Mutu introducing the guest for today. Okay. Let the guest for today introduce ah, yeah. himself yes. and tell us who he is and yes. what he does. Yes, yeah, my guy George, yes, take sir. over. Uh, George Kimotho, uh, you could call me a commercial lawyer, transactions lawyer. I'm um, in every every space that has got to do with investments, mm-hmm. uh, extraction of profits, uh, diligent tax planning. Um, and Mutua and I, we enjoy some house music on the side. And whiskey. So okay, that's something I didn't know about Mutua. House music. Yes. Man, so this guy is from this new music that we listen to, this Gen Z music. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> George, welcome to Capital FM. Thanks. Welcome thanks. to the Legal Insider. And uh, earlier on, I had a conversation with Mutuku and told me uh, about uh, the topic that we, we, we're talking about. Today. And this is uh, competition law. 
What is competition law, George? Uh, I guess the secret is in the word. Uh, yes. It's, it's, but it's quite layered. Uh, competition law has got to everything around um, sort of a fair playing field. Mm -hmm. We want businesses to thrive. We want uh, businesses to have their competitive edge and advantages. Mm -hmm. But we don't want them to have bad manners, so to speak. Uh, Which so is very prevalent, yes. yes, but, keep, yes keep going. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but at the heart of it, actually, is really protection of consumers, mm -hmm. uh, creating a, a more equally distributed economic playing field mm -hmm. uh, that has uh, consumer interest at heart. Mm -hmm. uh, so consumer choices um, and, and, and generally to avoid these, uh, what, what you would call um, exercising a lot of uh, dominance um, mm -hmm. in, in, in markets. Oh. That is that is really so. It's protecting consumers and ensuring that businesses uh, exercise some good manners. So, so mm, yeah. Let me let me just give a very good. Please, scenario. yeah. yeah. Rather asking George to maybe explain um, the whole situation, and we are having a conversation about outside. Yes, video. yes. You know, just asking if um, I have. Oh, I was going to say some some word that is not allowed on here. <laughs> 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 if, good if I, manners, eh? yeah, yes. Oh, good manners, yes. yes. If I have some ridiculous amounts of money, mm -hmm. right, and um, I have acquired every asset that I want, mm -hmm. and I realize there's an entity, there's a company that is making ridiculous amounts of money, mm -hmm. and I want it as a toy for myself, mm -hmm. right? If I have money, can I just walk in and buy it and say, you guys do whatever you want, sod it, and this is my entity. How do you go about that? Yeah, it's it's really not as easy as uh, just walking into the shop and picking up something and going your way. But mm. I have my money. Yeah. I have the money. Well, yes, we, we need you to bring that money into the economy. Yes, that's true. Uh, but uh, th there's a way to do it. From a competition law perspective, uh, you're looking at you're you're acquiring control of another entity yeah so you the regulator for example competition authority of kenya or the regional regulators they'll have to look at are you going to stifle competition are you going to by acquiring this entity what is the effect uh, in that market in terms of uh, competition in terms of the pricing are you going to dominate uh pricing are you going to to dominate our suppliers will they end up becoming so economically dependent on you that they are, they are basically their lifeline is is your business so you decide to bridge contracts uh, they have no recourse so we have to look at that uh, and then we have to look at uh, the, the larger public interest um, what, 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 what is the effect on employment opportunities are you going to acquire a company and then just kill it um, oh. and, and render people employed unemployed for example mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you have to look at those two elements now if you have your your big big bucks um, before you even get to us, obviously you have to go through the the M and A cycles. You have to do your due diligence. Just, just, just hold on. Yes. When you talk about M and A, what yes. do you mean? Just, oh, just sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. No, yeah. no, that's what this show is yeah. there. We yeah. learn these things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's somebody right now who wants to buy somebody else's duty. Yes. So I want them to hear. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> <So laughs> to do this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So there is obviously a lot of common sense involved in in doing those investments. Eh? Uh, if you want a duty, for example, is it functional? Okay. Is a guy selling to you the Nduthi, the owner of the Nduthi, or is it on higher purchase from another another company, oh for example? Yeah. You can't sell or give what you don't have, what you don't own. So you have to do some level of due diligence to confirm that what I'm buying is legit. Uh, it is owned by the person who is saying they can sell it to me. And the value they are asking me to pay for uh, is commensurate. The, the amount they are asking me to, to pay is commensurate to the value. If it is a very beat down Nduthi, for example, I can't pay it at the same price as a showroom. Do the mm. right how much life is left in it, how much your entire has it had, and then uh, what am I planning to do with it? How will I get my money back if it is an investment? 
if it's a hobby uh, how much fulfillment do I get from owning that that piece so that's the first level even before you get to talk about competition and all that mm-hmm. yeah wow yeah. okay but I, I I like what Butuku was asking about fine uh uh, I, I like what I like your company, George. I like your law. I like your law firm. I like uh, the people who you're working with. Listen, George, uh, I've got 700 B or 700 million. Just give me your company. Just give me the papers. Here's the whatever uh, your cash. Walk into the sunset. Your story, Meisha. Yeah, simple. W- w- why do you have to involve this this <coughs> this person that you're calling the competition authority? Okay. Okay. So yeah, in as much as that is the reason or. Your motivation for wanting to acquire my company because it's shiny and i guess you want to have it in your portfolio that hey look i own this shiny company um what are you actually going to do with it going forward what's your business strategy because uh, unless you're buying it to kill it you have to 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 continue the operation right so w- what 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 are you going to change are you going to remain in the same sector for example uh, if it is a, a service company are you still going to remain in the same sector are you going to change the business uh, to look to a different direction? And then we have to analyze the impact of that. So competition law has a lot of economic analysis to it. Uh, so in as much as it's a hobby, what are you going to do with this company? Uh, you, you're, you're not just going to buy it and, 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 and shut it down tomorrow. You, you still want it running because it is like a pet project for you. You want to keep on saying, I have this shiny thing. So if you're going to have like a... Um, a significant change in the in the business strategy and everything you need the the, the the regulator for example in this case the competition authority needs to, to to have an idea of that because they need to analyze what is the, the short term and the long term effect of you acquiring that entity so let me ask you yes um here here i have acquired a company mm. right and um six months down the lane i realize not even six months down the lane uh, three months down the lane i realize look I don't really need all these employees. AI is here and other technologies are here. And I decide to suck everyone, right? I introduce a very new model of uh, doing business. Mm. What is the net effect? Is, is, will competition authority come for me? So the, 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 there's two ways to look at it. So at the moment where you, you because remember, um, there are thresholds for the kind of transactions that you need to engage the competition authority of Kenya or COMESA or EEC and, and there are those that you need not or, or the kind of engagement is different. So there's a, what you call a full notification that is a transaction that the regulator has to tell you yes, you can go through this one or no. So there's a full notification. There's, it's called a full notification. Yes. There's, then there's an exclusion notification and a, an exclusion filing. So this is the regulator would like to know about this transaction because it may or may not uh, affect uh, the, the, the industry in a, in a certain way and so they need to consider it sort of to give you a, a no objection so to speak and then there, there are those transactions that are below usually it's a nova, turnovers or the asset values that you can just proceed okay so when 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 you you make an acquisition and then six months down the line uh, you have a massive layover ordinarily by the information you, you've provided to the regulator they might even issue with conditions that the way this guy is, is planning his affairs, he's likely to have a major restructuring coming up. So what do we do? We'll approve your transaction, but we'll give you conditions uh-huh. that you have to retain uh, maybe 99% of your staff for the next one year. Mm-hmm. And you have to report on that. So then you see there's a bit of a safeguard. Uh, of course, you have to allow 
businesses to 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 take their natural causes yeah. i mean uh, you can't force people um yeah, in that sense but then there is that opportunity to safeguard in the short term yeah 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 and, and uh, when all this is happening yeah i have already paid money uh-huh. is there money is there is are there fees that i re- i'm required to pay to competition authority yeah yeah, <coughs> yeah. so it, again it's dependent on the size of the transaction usually and this will be for the full merger notifications um i think uh, the 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 smallest ticket you have to pay is about a million shillings depending on your turnover charles hey. so so they are bands, they are bands. <laughs> but you see also yeah. a full merger notification you're talking about your entity mutua having say turnover of about a b a billion b and above yeah and you're requiring me mm-hmm. with turnover or assets of at least half a b so mm. you see already the size of that transaction yeah uh, a million shillings is, is a reasonable fee yeah yeah wow okay w- what about okay now we're talking about the huge corporations and all that yes yeah. and uh, w- have you come across a situation where as mutuku was saying uh okay fine i've got the money okay uh, and you said it actually george i just want to buy your company and then kill it have you had a situation handle a situation like that where reports come to you that this guy actually wants to kill the company what do you do now like the madman was on the x yeah <laughs> actually oh, thank you very much for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i thought so also yeah, yeah. Th- those things happen uh, more frequently than you may you may imagine that is and that's yeah. precisely why these transactions have to be regulated because think of a of a of a big corporate entity that is trying to kill upcoming competition yeah what do you do you acquire Mm-hmm. and then you kill so that so it's not a, it's not that it doesn't happen uh, but that's precisely one of the reasons why uh, there is very strong globally strong movement uh, around regulating uh, these transactions uh, so it's called antitrust law or competition law but it it actually happens and in there's a specific regulation for that mm-hmm. you, you yeah. know you know what what is surprising me is capitalism yes deals with free markets and the free market is supposed to regulate itself yes right yes but here we are coming up with a with an entity called competition authority of kenya yes to come and try and regulate the market why it's it's such an oxymoron or what what what's, what's your take what do you think yeah. it's it's because um and, and and the simplest word i could find is is that you need to do it and and have some good manners around it um why because um and and it's a it's there's very much public interest uh concern around the way businesses behave mm-hmm. uh if you let them to their to their whims um it will not serve the public interest in the long run uh so you you have to sort of tame capitalism you have to keep it uh within certain boundaries uh for the very reason that you need for the market to operate well you need a certain level of fairness and that is one of the objectives of of a competition competition uh low regulator the other one is to safeguard the larger uh, public interest what do i mean by this so for example uh you have an fmcg company acquiring everyone else um who is a small player in the industry so if it is cooking oil imagine walking into a supermarket mm. and you can only buy one brand of cooking oil from one company for a specific price then the the market the kenyan market is not made in regulated in such a way that you can have um a competitor coming in mm. and giving you a different value or a different price point 
So monopolies will, will end up being the order of the day mm-hmm. without proper competition uh, law regulation. That's one. Two, again, uh, safeguarding consumer interest, it, it has to do with uh, the quality of the services or products you're getting uh, and all that. Look at it uh, in another way. You're a supplier of, um, say, sukumawikis. I don't know if you grow sukumawikis in Masako. Whiskey. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you have some okay, bootleg whiskey you, you <laughs> produce, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I am a I am a big time uh, uh, distributor of whiskeys, okay. And I tell you, um, you have to give me this whiskey of yours. I'm the only one who can give you the access to to the kind of volumes that would make you thrive. Okay, and because of that, I get to dictate a lot of the terms I give you. You can see how that that makes you actually economically dependent on me. So where is the capitalism in that? So for me to allow you to also thrive as a supplier, I have to regulate that and and allow you to be able to grow independent of me. Charlie, you must yeah, you must yeah, because uh, because I was writing my notes here, and I like what you said about that. It's, it's about the, the basic principle of uh, competition. Two species cannot coexist if they occupy exactly the same niche. Yes, exactly. So, uh, to sp- so two species where niches overlap may evolve by natural selection to have more niches, resulting in uh, resource uh, partitioning and all that. What, what exactly is that? Okay, here we are. Is yes. that Charles Darwin? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> How did you know that? Of course, I read. Okay, that. you read. Yeah, mm. <laughs> like me. Thank you very much. Anyway. So here you are, yeah. uh, as you said about the whiskey aspect of it, okay? Yes. And uh, I'm also doing the whiskey, the mm-hmm. whiskey thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in between these two, there's competition. How do you regulate the prices between them? Is it is it the quality that his is better than mine, or who decides? Who says? So for that particular one, eh, uh, whiskey, you know, we have different palates also. Oh, oh okay? yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> why is, why, why is uh, smiling? <laughs> there's a single malt guy, there's yeah. a blender, there's a bourbon guy, the there's and, yes. and everything else in yeah. between there. So the sector in this case could be, look at whiskey as an industry. Mm-hmm. Look at the niches, the single malts, is a, is a blend, two different sectors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, as a regulator, my job uh, in protecting public interest is consumer choice. Correct. You who who enjoys um, a single mold, uh, you should be able to access. Uh, you should have a modicum, some level of choice. Uh, I want uh, fifteen year. I want an aged one. Fifteen years. I can afford this one. I can afford a ten k single mold. Another one can only afford a five k single mold. It is in in the general public interest that that consumer choice is maintained. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, the choice, <coughs> like the choice has to yes, be there. Yes, the choice yeah. has to be there. Now, directly converse to that is mm-hmm. now what you call restrictive trade practices where now as a big distributor, um, I work in cahoots with another distributor and we control the market prices. So we, we say we will do everything we can to make sure these prices don't go below a certain, a certain, a certain mm-hmm. level. Um, uh, then again, that stifles what? Your choice as a consumer. Or y- actually, your ability to, to access that product. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Actually, no, no. It's, this is very interesting. Uh-huh. And and uh, when you're going to come back to that point, because there are a few decisions I think that George is quite aware of. Okay. But just just to build on what he said before. Yes. We have the Competition Authority of Kenya. Now, if Charlie, Charlie's company is not in Kenya, mm-hmm. it's in Uganda, mm-hmm. and I have a few billions to spend. And I want to acquire his company oh, in, in Uganda. Do, do I go through through the competition authority, or what is the process? 
so competition law uh, looks at two key elements there's the geographical considerations and then the the, the industry specific considerations so if you're a Kenyan company you're going to invest in Uganda the first thing as a lawyer I'll advise you to do is is there a, a competition regulator in Uganda what are their requirements for major controls okay i like that point because uh, do, 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 as you continue so, so does it mean there some countries actually we don't have that authority so it's it, you know it's it's a very it's a nascent area of law in very okay. many regions okay. in africa yes. Yeah? yes so you'd find for example the kenyan competition authority is a quite advanced uh, authority yes. notwithstanding that it was set up in 2010 through the Competition Act of 2010. Oh my yeah. goodness! So, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> so you'll find. So it means um, before that there were yes. things that were happening in this country yes. that were really, really tricky. Yeah. yeah. So depending on the country, so any investor coming into Kenya, that is one of the questions you have to 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 you have to pose to them that they need to be aware that there's a regulator who might need to uh, intervene in their transaction. So the same thing in Uganda. Is there an equivalent uh, competition law regulator at the moment? No. Oh. But. There's an East African Community Competition Commission. Mm. Okay, I, 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 thought, addition, I, I thought it is Comesa or something. But in addition to that, so that covers just EEC. EEC. Okay. In addition to that, now there's the sort of Sub-Saharan outside South Africa and everything. There. Now there's the Comesa Competition Commission. Mm -hmm. Okay. So depending on the region, so if it is just a um, investment in one country, then it will not really in terms of the geographical consideration you need to deal with the in-country regulator unless the impact is actually say, so say for example you're investing in in a company in uganda but actually has operations in zambia burundi right. drc then you actually have to deal with comesa because it's a regional regulator mm -hmm. yeah. and, and when i'm dealing with comesa yes Am I also dealing with the smaller entity, like for example, if it's Zambia? Yes, I deal with Comesa, mm -hmm. and then do I also deal with the competition authority of Zambia if there's one? So usually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, by the way, yeah, it's actually evolving a lot because uh, I just saw, I think, was it earlier this earlier last year? So we are actually in 2024 now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that for example, the CAK Competition Authority of Kenya signed an MOU with the East African Competition Commission. Uh, to, to sort of harmonize uh, how you do these notifications. If I do it at the EEC level, do I still have to do it at at the Kenyan level? So it is not yet fully, 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 fully settled uh, that if if you do a commerce filing, you don't have to do a filing in Zambia. Mm. Yeah. So it, it that 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 area is still is still evolving. But I think the goal will be you you shouldn't have that level of redundancy. But remember, you need the analysis. Uh, the, 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 the analysis done how is this going to affect competition in each of the countries you're operating in so there will obviously be a lot of uh, collaboration between the local regulators and the regional ones Okay, mm -hmm. interesting. Interesting yeah. when you say that. Okay, uh, I want us to take a short break. Uh, just get some messages out, and we will come back because when you were talking about that, I, I remembered. Okay, what if Mutuku and I gang up with a couple of other uh, billionaires and we just say, "Listen, we don't need all these regulations from from Commerce and all that." Listen, just take your three point two billion. Just give me your conglomeration and your banks and all that, and walk into the sunset. <laughs> We're going to talk about cartels because that actually have you have you come across that by the way, uh, George? It's quite 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 quite. It's, it's closer than you think. 
Good, because yeah. we'll need practical stories about that. Well, what do you think, Butchuku? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and the fact that you've called me a billionaire, I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From my mouth to God's ears. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, okay, let us know exactly where you're listening from. It's a legal insider with George himself telling us about the Competition Association of Kenya. And you there, I mean, I mean, probably your company was taken over badly and you don't you didn't understand what happened because maybe your colleague just took the money and just walked into the sunset and left you there wondering what do I do, where do I go, who do I talk to? So let us know right now, hashtag the legal insider, hashtag quick one wakili. And of course, uh, 0701984945. A couple of messages, I'll be back in a moment. Right, exactly uh, 7 o'clock right now. You're listening to 98.4 Capital FM with KCB Bank, the bank inspired by people who want to do better. KCB Bank, for people, for better. Once again, welcome. Uh, if you're listening in, it's a legal inside of the Charles Carey. Mutuka Mutua is here. And of course, we have uh, hey, a gentleman here who's just buffling us. George Mwenyewe. Of course, George, are you advocate of the High Court? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're advocate of the High Court. And George, when it comes to competition law, he's the guru. He's the guru. Well, today, he's a guru, but uh, if you're listening in, let us know where you're listening from. What is it you want to ask, George? What is it that you want to ask, Mutuku? 0701-9494, hashtag legal insider, hashtag quick one, Wakili. Mutuku. Today, they shouldn't ask me anything. They should ask George, because George is the man in the arena today. Yes, the man in the arena. Right. Just just to go back to, there's something George had said, and I think we skipped over. Please. He talked about, remember the time he said M&A and asked him, what the hell is M&A? M- M&A, yes. Yeah. T- tell us, what is M&A? It's, it's everything you guys have been talking about uh, as billionaires acquiring your, 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 your companies for fun. Uh, so you're merging or acquiring. So it's mergers and acquisition. That's it. Oh. Just, just go, 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 go deeper so a bit into it. Yeah. Acquiring, um, so you, you're straight out uh, going to buy off another company. Buy Kerry. Holy, yeah. yeah. So I buy your company, it becomes mine. Merging is, is a mix of both. So either we could we could uh, consolidate our businesses into one of your businesses, mm-hmm. or we could each form an outfit. We could form an outfit we, we jointly own that owns our our two separate businesses. So that's a merger. And um, is, is that prevalent in these parts of the world? Yes. Do you... Do you, do you think that is prevalent in this uh, part of the world? No, I think this this young man here knows. George knows. Look at it this way. Um, you're, you're in the restaurant business, for example. Right. Um, and you want to expand. How do you do it? Uh, you could acquire um, another restaurant. Mm-hmm. So that's an acquisition you've made. Mm-hmm. Or you could partner with another restaurant. And that's a, a sort of a merger you've, you've done. So it's it's quite prevalent. Just don't don't be intimidated by the by the by the terms. Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, uh, when you're doing all these things, is still do you still go back to the mother our mother competition authority? Yes, yes, yes. Because mm-hmm. <coughs> each of these transactions, wh- what you have to look at is uh, who is there a change in control of the business? Mm-hmm. 
they call them undertakings is there a change in control of the undertaking so under the undertaking is a business is a business yeah is a business so when you invest in my business you may invest uh, say for example as a, as a lender and all you're interested in is is you've given me money you've given me a loan you've capitalized me by by a loan and all i have to do is pay you back interest no other conditionalities okay mm. you could also invest in my business by asking me to to give you some shares in the in the business so that transaction um does it have the impact of you having control over my company mm-hmm. full control or partial control does it does it is there a change in control that is what major control uh, is all about what about okay fine mutuku's mm-hmm. company my company okay yes. I, he buys me off or i buy him off yeah who retains the name that that is one of the ways you test um whether there's a change in control so you you oh. look at this uh, who who make who who makes the decisions who mm. calls the shots okay um so is it a question of uh, that i have more shareholding than you is it a question oh. so i can also be a lender just giving you a loan but i've told you you can't change your business plan without my go ahead you can't change this personnel senior management for example without my go ahead so you're you're indirectly actually controlling my business and so beyond a certain threshold that that can be something that you need to notify the competition authority the the easier one is i have bought majority of the shares in your company mm-hmm. and so i can make all the decisions that a shareholder in a company can make or mm-hmm. a director can make now that is direct control so so, so let me ask you <coughs> yes my my company is a small entity mm-hmm. or even it could be a big entity right mm-hmm. but then it's a private entity mm-hmm. why the hell do i need to notify good one yes why good question yeah it's it's a free market i need to do things my, my own, own way, way. Mm. but but you're operating uh within a certain jurisdiction so in this case you're operating within Kenya or within the East Africa region or globally so there's a geographical aspect of it and then inside that is now the economics of it there's the market you're operating in we have to confirm that that acquisition of that small entity will not distort the market you could be a small entity but you're a key player for example mm-hmm. yeah so we need to check what what is it going to change in the market and and will it have a negative effect so you always check is it going to affect competition mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and public interest so charles yes i think we need to ask this uh, gentleman yes now w- w- what are some of the conditions for for either merger or an acquisition mm-hmm. what are some of the conditions that are good one. that i have to meet yes. mm-hmm. for it to be called a merger or an acquisition in fact take us through the whole room. Yes. The, the whole the whole story okay fine we'll yes. merger or acquisition yes. so here i am i've woken up in the morning and i need to do it yes. who do i call first mm-hmm. where do i go yes uh, do i call my lawyer first or do i just walk into communications competition i mean com- competition uh, whatever of kenya yes uh, or wh- what do i do so there's somebody right now who wants to buy a company yeah. in in kisum city yes. who are listening to couple fm yes Take us through that step. Okay. I think they need to call George first. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Go and look for George. Yeah. The moment you think about it, yeah. call me. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you, so you know we've talked a lot about competition but actually mm. competition comes at the tail end of a transaction when you're okay. just about to conclude it okay. and you're going to the authority telling them, "Hey, I have structured this deal like this. This is how I want it implemented. This is a transaction value. Can we go ahead?" Mm-hmm. So before that there's a lot of work you've done. 
Okay. Remember, we, we had mentioned uh, the Ndothi. Mm-hmm. So when you identify a target, you want to invest in. Okay. Uh, investment could be whichever level investment. So you could either be investing in other business, you're giving them a loan, or you're, you're actually acquiring their shares. You mm-hmm. want dividends in mm-hmm. the business mm-hmm. because it's profitable. Mm-hmm. You have to do your due diligence. You have to know what you're buying. It's it's common sense. You have to know what you're Good. buying. Yes. So if it's a company, um, who owns the company? Uh, is the company uh, who who controls the company? Are there other lenders in the in the scene uh, that need? Remember, I told you some lenders will give you conditionalities. So are there lenders I need to talk to before I acquire this company that need to either be paid off or that need to give me consent? What level of debt does this company have? Because now that will be my responsibility. Um, is it a profitable business? If not, what could I change to turn to turn it around? Because I mean, I'm not in charity, right? Um, so that that's due diligence. Due diligence okay, yeah. what, what are the tax? What is yeah. the tax history? Mm. Uh, do you have employment claims? How many are they, and why? Because you could um, be acquiring something of uh, precisely, yeah, crazy. Precisely. It will just take you down. Yes, <laughs> yes. And the goal is not just so that you buy a pristine company that has no issues is to be aware of those issues correct because it will affect what your pricing yes. for the, yeah, for the yes. investment mm-hmm. right if, if say i am buying a company for a b but they have a tax claim of uh, 300 million shillings yeah i could reduce the pricing by that yeah okay. because i'm absorbing that liability yes if, if yeah, oh yes if yes. carry comes knocking after i've bought that company i actually have to pay the 300 million wow. so i could tell you me i'll give you 700 million the 300 million i'll keep it uh, should that day come, so you have to which do actually a lot does of come, that. yes. <laughs> that one has to come, and more often now, <laughs> more often than not. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a whole of that now. Once you've you've identified the issues, you've done your due diligence, mm-hmm. so you've known this is how much this company is worth. This mm-hmm. is their turnover. Mm-hmm. Maybe over the last three years, this looks like what they are they are making in revenues. Mm-hmm. This is their, these are their costs. So this is their profitability. Then you project uh, that. So how long are you planning to hold this investment? If you're so, for example, you're a private equity investor, mm-hmm. usually you'll not invest for infinity. You'll have like a locked period, say seven years, mm-hmm. that I need to to invest, get my money, mm-hmm. and exit. Okay. If you're an investor like Mutua, who's just a billionaire who owns a shiny project, will it be a problematic baby for me? Correct. So once you understand that, <coughs> then you can draw your commercial agreement for it. Okay. And, okay. and what what is the name of that agreement, that commercial so agreement? If I'm buying shares in a company, it will be a subscription agreement because you're telling you're buying shares from the company. The company will sell the shares to you. Okay. If I am buying the company from you, Charles, mm-hmm. you're the one who holds the shares, mm-hmm. it will be a share purchase agreement. Oh. Okay. Yeah. If if my investment is a loan into the company, it will be a loan agreement. Long and short of it, yeah. So those are the three sort of main transaction documents you're agreement, yeah. Subscription agreement, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. One one name that encompasses all of them is an investment agreement, mm-hmm. because then the detail will be in what kind of investment, investment you're making. You're making yeah. Once you have that agreement now, depending on the thresholds. Remember, we had talked about the merger notification yeah. thresholds. Mm. Eh? You have to analyze uh, mm. what is my turnover. Is a billionaire business like Motua's, mm-hmm. and I'm um, <laughs> a small guy there, but at least I'm making half a B, more or less, mm-hmm. every year or the yeah. last three years. Yeah. Then we'll do a full merger notification. What this means is, once we drop the agreement, mm-hmm. we have put all these conditionalities. Mm-hmm. 
um, one of the conditionalities for this transaction to go through to actually happen for the sale to actually happen is that i have to go to the competition authority and they have to sanction that transaction they have to tell me yes you can proceed okay if i proceed without that notification uh you have not had in transaction basically oh my goodness yes mm. it's, it's that serious <laughs> Wow. So once you draw the agreement, now you can present all that information to the CAK. They'll do the analysis. They'll give you either an unconditional approval or a conditional approval or a rejection. The, the reasons. Do they do rejections? Yes, yes, they would. Remember, they, they have to... What, what they would do, what, what is more common is that they'll give you conditions. Mm-hmm. They'll try and steer that transaction in a way that addresses their key concerns, which is the, it should not affect competition uh, 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 in a negative sense mm-hmm. and that it should safeguard public interest. G- give us an example of where uh, something like that has happened and we had people who who had bad manners. <laughs> <laughs> Be- yeah, because that's common. Yeah, people just yeah, bad yeah, manners. Yeah, Mother yeah. out, you're like, Mutuku bana. I thought we were friends. Mm-hmm. What is this? How many changa bana? What's up, man? So, <laughs> these bad manners, are, they're, they're, they're in quite many spaces. So, you'll find a guy mm-hmm. um, who is almost exercising monopolistic kind of power. Mm-hmm. You're so big in a certain sector that uh, you, you dictate a lot of terms with the other players in your sector because remember in so um if i'm a retailer i have suppliers Mm -hmm. Uh, if i'm a service provider i probably have my subcontractors who are my suppliers in Mm -hmm. this case Mm -hmm. Uh, so you'll find uh, two main areas that the competition authority is actually Mm -hmm. looking at Mm -hmm. very seriously now uh, is abuse of buyer power and restrictive trade practices the thing you mentioned before we went on break the cartelism the cartelism yes. yes Catalyzing is where guys is, go is that rampant in this country? <laughs> yes, and you know the problem with catalyzing is it's difficult to it's very difficult to to pick it up. Maybe, Usually yeah. unless someone whistleblows or makes a okay. complaint. Oh, yes, yes. Of course yes. you're not doing this to be found out, yeah. Yeah, you do it when you mow forest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so w- what you end up seeing the competition authority doing is once they have a whiff that this is going on, they'll do what they call a don't read. What? Don't read. Asubui mapema. Asubui mapema unaraukiwa. Figuratively, yeah. yeah. Figuratively, so yes. they'll just ambush your office Don't read, yeah. with like seizure warrants. Yeah. That we want access to everything in those office. They, they can copy documents. They can t- because that's the only way you'll be able to get guys who are trying to work covertly. Yeah. So that, that is very common when, when you're fighting cartelism. Mm-hmm. Don't read. Yeah? Um, so you'll find guys are uh, in the same industry and and this is in the public domain uh, i think last year again the competition authority issued some it was uh, about 463 million yeah. in penalties wow uh to a couple of companies in the steel industry actually mm-hmm. just just talk about that yeah. more yeah so what 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 these guys would do and this again it's on the competition authority's okay. website yeah. yeah so they would act in concert allegedly Mm-hmm. Yes, according to the reports uh, that the CAKE has published there, they would act in concert. So they would say, uh, we are reducing our import volumes for this grade of steel. You know, steel is graded. Yeah. And it's, according to CAKE, 20% of our construction cost goes to steel. So it's quite Huge. significant. I mean, mm. that's that's a quarter yeah. of your cost. So they would, they, would, they would play with the volumes they're importing to create an artificial shortage 
to keep mm. their prices high or to actually increase the prices. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And they would have um, a baseline for how they the margins. So you share X warehouse costs. So the the cost of importing the steel to bring it to your warehouse, you share amongst yourselves. Mm-hmm. Then you agree these are the margins you are going to apply. Wow. So it's an actual concerted effort. Uh, so on that basis, um CK concluded that was a a restrictive trade practice and mm-hmm. so it penalized a couple of those players in the steel industry. That's cartelism. So so let me ask you. So so in this instance do do competition authority give you a fair hearing? For yes, example, they come and tell yes. you Charles, this is the allegations that we have against you. Yeah. We have this evidence. Can you present your case? Do they do do they give you that It's very structured. In fact, uh in my experience, uh the competition authority is one of the most competitive competitive uh uh state agencies or uh in Kenya as a parastatal. It is it is everything is documented. I mean any information you want about all the competition authority, it, they are open to scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Okay. On that basis, they endeavor to have very fair processes. Mm-hmm. So yes, there is a whole process to it. If if it is a whistleblower, the information will be verified. They can also do investigations on their own, which they do a lot. Okay. And once they have their findings, I will call you in for a hearing. You'll be able to explain, of course, some things you can explain and and they are they are okayed. Others are remain now the issues for 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 you to be penalized on. But there's a whole and they will report about it. They'll tell you even a cr- chronology that we initiated this investigation on this day. Our findings were these. We called these guys in and their legal representatives. They explained we were not satisfied. This was our conclusion. And on that basis, this is the penalty. George, George, listen. Listen, fine. All those things you've concluded, Sawa. Shika 50 million, walk into the sunset. Just let this thing, <laughs> let it slide, man. Let it slide. How often does that happen? <laughs> Do you have an internal mechanism within yourselves to investigate yourselves? Of course, of course. Uh, you know, there, there's even um, a tribunal, which is like, um, how do I say this with a lot of non It is like a court. A, a it is a sector-specific uh-huh. court for dealing with tribunal with competition matters, uh-huh. including the competition authority. So, for example, if I am aggrieved with that penalty, I can appeal to the tribunal. It's so an okay. informal court. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 If if I don't like that decision, I can. I, there is that right of appeal that I can have. So, Charles. Okay. Yes. Just just to continue building Please. up on what you're saying. Yes. Uh, again, immediately after that decision, we had another decision mm-hmm. where a competition authority fined a retail chain ridiculous yes. amounts oh, of money. Oh, good one. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. And then, and, and, and there's a reason I'm giving this context. We went to social media and I saw a lot of Kenyans who I suppose are listening to this show there having no understanding of the decision saying we are penalizing people who are bringing in investments in this country. Mm. And guys went on a tangent. Big time. Mm. Yeah, just just talk about that decision and what this means so that because people are just saying, oh, you're, you're scaring away investors uh, by, yeah. by giving out these fines. Yeah. yeah. No, the problem is uh, we like... Uh, getting news in in form of uh, what are they called now tweets i want <laughs> i want to read 140 characters and get the full story <laughs> the but way. the competition authority yeah. publishes all oh. their decisions mm-hmm. all their decisions so even this these uh fines we are talking about there's a whole six page document explaining 
what 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 was wrong that was being done according to the CAK and the action they took so just just read kidogo just read to the lawyers yeah yeah um but in this particular case now this is um this abuse of buyer power mm-hmm. and it's a fairly new department of the competition authority mm-hmm. i think it was set up in 2018 if i'm not mistaken and it's specifically looking at those guys who are acting like bullies in the sector for the simple reason that again because they have to enhance fair competition you don't want to be in a scenario where somebody is actually economically dependent on another one mm. in a so to speak capitalistic market that you're talking about in a free market yeah. okay but this tends to happen so you'll find um i'm dictating terms uh, i am so big you can't afford as a small time supplier mm-hmm. to 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 lose out uh from me of taking your products okay so you'll find i am selling fast moving goods here i'm i'm buying groceries uh, vegetables i'm buying milk stuff that is perishable that i have to sell within a week for example so i'll actually collect your cash within a week remember this is a, a retail chain it's a supermarket mm-hmm. so it's not like i'm selling things on credit mm-hmm. yeah? <laughs> yeah but i'm giving you 90 days payment terms it it now the ck we start looking at it and saying is this conscionable is this in as much as parties are free yeah to bargain eh? and the law the, it's there's a whole big um uh, principle that parties are bound to the contracts they negotiate mm. this looks unconscionable because this guy who is producing milk he's desperate to sell it yeah yeah, yeah? you're the biggest of taker of that milk in this region or in this market or even in Nairobi so i really don't have a lot of choice in as to who to take, who the, I milk can take the milk to so then you tell me you're going to pay me in 90 days what will i be doing yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and my business is to produce milk so they look at those unconscionable uh conduct but then also i can be so big that i can just act with impunity i can uh go out of the contract terms so we c- could have agreed these are perishable product that should pay you within seven days but i still pay you within 90 days or 180 days Six Uta, months. Uta, uh, yeah, yeah, well, you yeah, you yeah, get yeah. the point, eh? Yeah, yeah. And so <clears throat> this whole decision was around that. The investigation was around that yeah. abuse of buyer power. Or you force me to meet some of the costs you're using to advertise. Mm. So in this particular case, uh, according to the reports by ACK, uh this retailer would actually charge you for <laughs> for listing your product in a new outlet. Mm. So it's like I'm meeting part of your cost for opening that that outlet. <laughs> <laughs> People are twisted. Yeah. So if I'm going to have a marketing campaign, yeah, yeah. I'll force you to chip in. Yeah. Uh I'll do I'll set off some amount that I owe you mm. or force you to give me certain rebates that are fixed. So if you sell if I buy goods worth 100k, I I tell you a mandatory rebate of 10%. So meaning I'll not pay you 100, I'll pay you 90. Mm. So and and maybe I'm making what 5k profit out of that out of that transaction. So I again I end up becoming dependent very much dependent on you. That's abuse of buyer power. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay, so much to talk about this take a short short break by the way. And then uh, when we come back uh, I know Mutuku you want to talk about something new that has actually happened in the European Union. 
the deforestation regulations and all that. We can touch on that. We can just touch on that, yeah. Yeah. Because this one, George is telling us, yeah. I'm even getting angry now. Because <laughs> 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 yeah. these are things that are happening, George. Yes. Yeah, maybe bad manners and all that. Mm-hmm. Right, 0701 hashtag legal insider, hashtag quick one. Working a short break. We'll be back. Right, we have five minutes to go right now. It's 725. Of course, uh, George telling us about the competition law. Mutuku Mutua, uh, this is another uh, interesting fella. Now, George, very quickly before we go to uh, Mutuku, uh, have, have we heard of cases, whether before the, the enactment of 2010 of the competition law or, or before? You don't have to mention the name of the companies that uh, the merging came in, the acquisitions and all that. And then somewhere along the line, things went haywire. Things went south. So it's actually in the in the many space even even without talking about competition law mm-hmm. uh it is not uncommon that you announce a big deal mm-hmm. uh but then you'll you'll always see especially with listed companies they'll mm-hmm. tell you that we have entered into this principle <laughs> like an example of what we've had about banks merging then they'll issue a cautionary statement that yeah. uh, we have this transaction but it is subject to customary uh uh, conditions and regulatory right approvals. Mm-hmm. So big deals could, could could not go on, may not go on or complete uh, for various of reasons, including uh, lack of a uh, green light from the competition authority. Okay. So so there, there 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 is many of that, mm-hmm. and usually what 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 you'll find is the deal was conditional on something. Mm-hmm. So there was a condition precedent mm-hmm. to that deal going through. What is condition precedent? Yeah. So we are saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yes. <laughs> we are saying. Um, so, for example, I came and did due diligence on you. Uh-huh. I found uh, you need to clean house here and there. Okay. So, for example, you have this long outstanding tax transaction, tax tax lien, and you agree as a condition precedent to this, you have to clear with carry and they have to give you a tax compliance certificate. All right. All right. All right. And I tell you, we will sign this agreement. Yes, but I'll give you forty-five days to clean up those things. They are, they are conditional on oh. for this to happen. For this to happen, you have to satisfy have to it. Satisfy. So okay. there'll be that. There'll be a competition uh, competition filing, major notification filing and all that. So it's it's very common. It's not uncommon that uh, a big deal will be announced and it will not go through. All right. Yes. Fantastic. And especially for listed companies because they have to notify the investors that this deal is will potentially happen and it may affect the prices of my shares that you've invested oh, okay. in. Wow, thank you so much for that. Yeah. You, you know, Mutuku, we need yeah. we need this young man again. Of course. <laughs> yeah, to talk to us about more, with more practical uh, uh, examples. But he seems to be scared. He doesn't want to mention company. He needs <laughs> to keep his job. <laughs> but very quickly, uh, before we started the show, the European Union deforestation regulations, which you had actually mentioned in relation to uh, the stories that have been t- telling us about climate change and the Biashara thereof. Yeah. This is a new one, by the way. Um, no, it's not it's really not, new. Okay. Yeah. Um, the European um, deforestation regulations have been there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were passed sometimes last year. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, they normally give out a time frame mm-hmm. as to when they can come into full effect. Okay. So, so they're coming into full effect in December of this year. And what this means is that they're looking at um, deforestation as a measure to mitigate climate change. Mm-hmm. What this means is any product that is going to come to the European Union... Mm-hmm. And any product that you're going to export from European uh, Union, mm-hmm. either as a whole product or as a derivative. Mm-hmm. By derivative, I mean, mm, for example, if you're exporting um, beef, mm-hmm. beef comes with leather, 
leather products as, as well. Mm-hmm. So they're saying there are conditions that have to be met. Mm-hmm. One of them is um, it has to come from a region where deforestation is not an issue and you have to prove that. Mm-hmm. Two, there are conditions that you have to meet the local conditions from the area where they come from. For example, if it's in Kenya, how do we grow our coffee? Are there regulations around deforestation around the areas around where coffee is being grown? Mm-hmm. So they're looking at such such kind of thing and then they're going to give it a stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. So without that, it will be very difficult for you to export anything to Europe or import anything from Europe. So they're doing that as a measure um, as a measure of climate mm-hmm. change. So we're just waiting to see how it uh, pans out. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they've listed, so far they've listed coffee, they've listed cocoa, they've listed uh, leather, they've listed uh, pharmaceutical uh, mm-hmm. products. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those are the things that I can remember at the back of my mind. Okay. But um, it's it's quite a raft of um, a few things here and there. And how will that affect, uh, I, I hate using that word, <laughs> uh, sub-Saharan Africa? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like using that one. Okay, how will it affect this part of the world? You you, you know that uh, some of them we 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 do a lot of uh, we do a lot of export, export to Europe. Exactly. We export flowers to Europe, yeah. we export uh, a lot of coffee to Europe, we expect we uh, export a lot of tea to Britain. So that is going to affect our um, how we do things here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're just waiting to see how things pan out. Uh, everyone is is waiting to see. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we are waiting to see what government, uh, what raft of measures that the government comes up with. But yeah, it's a wait and see game now. All right, fantastic. Yes. Of course, we'll be hearing from that from you because you're the expert there. <laughs> well, gentlemen, it yeah. seems like the time may be young, Yes. And uh, thank you so much for coming through. Truku, thank you so much for bringing George. George, that is something so new to me. I'll be reading on it also. But now, George, how can people get in touch with you? There's somebody who wants to buy this plot next to him. Yes. Have you, have you been checking the, sun, the, the, the nation newspapers right at the back? All those houses that are being auctioned. Now someone wants to buy those houses. No, mm. how, how, how can they go about all that stuff and all that? Yeah. yeah. So how can people get in touch with you personally? Just your socials. You can reach me on X at G. Kimoto. Mm-hmm. G. George Kimoto, so G. Kimoto. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that, that would be just George Kimoto. Yeah, all right, fantastic, George Kimoto. Thank you so much for coming to Capital FM. Definitely, you you're most welcome again. Thank you. Okay, Mutuku, where to make Zoya Bana? Where to make Zoya? Yeah, but of course, such a pleasure to have you, gentlemen, on the show. Remember, we do this every Thursday, and uh, Nick Ndeda, of course, as I told you earlier on, he's stuck somewhere in Malindi. Uh, Mutuku told me that guy is just he's he's actually doing his. Um, Wakili business on the beach. I <laughs> <laughs> was about that. That's mm. nice. George, thank you, Monomuduri. Thank you. Thank you, Muchuku. Of thank course, when Jira Long Hour is coming in next, of course, I'll see you tomorrow with the boys. Tomorrow from 3 to 7 o'clock, just madness galore. I've had a great time. I'll leave the capable hands of one Jira Long Hour. Right now, of course, at 7 o'clock, 7.30 rather. Yeah, Davis Ayagar. It continues. Good evening.